My jungle will lure you in with paths that are deceptively apparent and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way. Shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes. I will show you a world etched deep in my mind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Thorn's Jungle. I'm your creepy jungle guide, Adam. Wait, creepy jungle. I'm your guide into the <laughs> creepy jungle. <laughs> I guess I'm a little creepy. Um, hope everyone's had a good week so far. It is raining here. It's like a bloody winter's day. We're nearly two weeks into summer now. And we've been having some lovely days and it's pouring down with rain and cold today for some strange reason. Um, and then the rest of the week's going to be really nice. It's so random. It's just like a little throwback to winter. But anyway, enough about the weather. Um, man, December is so full on uh, for me. It just seems like everyone in our family's birthdays are in December. Like, I had my mum and sisters, they're on the same day, uh, my nan, and then my grandpa, um, one of my good friends, my brother-in-law, uh, and another good friend, language, like, and then there's Christmas parties, and Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day, they're always big days as well, so... Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I wasn't here last December. I was in LA filming season two of Kings of Pain. Uh, so I kind of skipped out on Christmas last year. Which, you know, was the first time I've ever been away for Christmas. I, 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 love, I do love Christmas, don't get me wrong. Um, actually, yeah, I hell love it. And there's nothing wrong with uh, spending time with more, with family more, you know, it's... It's always a good thing. How can you say otherwise? And, you know, my family's great. So, yeah, it, it's been great, but it's been hectic at the same time. And I've also to, you know, add more uh, stuff to do on there, I received a skull, as you might have seen on my Instagram post. Actually, look, I'll, I'll go back in time a few weeks and I'll tell you the entire story because that's pretty much what this episode is about and it's interesting <laughs> to say the least so a few weeks ago I was on eBay you know just looking up stuff as you do um, when you're bored and I always look for primate fossils because you can never find them Primate fossils are super hard to come by. I mean, they're hard to find uh, in general, but they're even harder to buy. You can buy little jaw fragments of a primate called a necrolemur, and they were like cat-sized uh, little things, but 
for the size of the jaw, it's like, it's like probably half an inch and it's like seven or eight hundred dollars. Um, and they were always the only primate fossils I ever came by. But just randomly, I had a look on eBay and I see this, like, it, it you call it a, a skull cap, like a little bit of the skull, like it looks like a cup that Vikings drink out of, you know, when they drink out of the skulls. It looked like that. It was the uh, parietal bone of the skull, okay? And there wasn't much there, but you could see the sagittal suturing down the middle, which is like that zigzag, almost zip thing down the middle of the uh, of a skull. And the description was, some kind of primate, don't know what it is. This guy was a geologist. Why is there gigantic trucks driving up and down my street? Just as I am starting a podcast. Bloody typical. Honestly, I swear they know it. They know I'm doing a podcast. I'm like, All right, time to annoy Adam. Anyway, so this guy that found it is a geologist. So when geologists are digging and doing their stuff, they often come, come by fossils. So, you know, why not have a little side hustle and sell them? So he didn't know what it was. He said he got in touch with a paleontologist. And the paleontologist he got in touch with, he's now recently deceased. But, you know, this was a few years ago. He's been holding on to this... Uh, piece of skull but this paleontologist said it looks like an early ancestor of uh, an orangutan which is awesome but that was just a guess um, an educated guess but a guess because uh, he didn't do any work on it or you know really look into it, it was just sort of like a glance and said it's probably this so naturally I wanted this skull I wanted this fragment of skull I wanted to identify it because you never know it could be something very interesting it could be something new now the guy was asking I think he was asking it was like $1,300 right so but you could make an offer it wasn't a bid thing you could just make an offer if he accepts it he accepts it if he declines it then you can make him another offer that's slightly higher so I decided to make him an offer I think I offered him like $800 or something and I mean mind you this guy he doesn't know what he's holding on to he he, he doesn't know he doesn't care he's found this thing and you know 800 bucks ain't bad for something that you've just found right so I made this offer and days are going past right and the offer expires he doesn't decline it but he doesn't accept it so it declines And then I noticed that the listing has ended and my heart just sank. I was like, like somebody's bought it. God damn it. But then I was doing a little bit more research and no, he just took the listing off. So what I did, I messaged him. He was selling like some other fossils and that. So I messaged him on eBay and I was like, please, I'll give you full price for this uh, skull fragment and no reply days are going past no reply and I'm like manically reaching out to him because I don't want to lose this thing I don't want to let this thing slip out of my hands over the you know over over a few hundred dollars right because this could be something very special and thirteen hundred dollars isn't a lot of money to pay for something that could be quite significant um so yeah he's not replying to me and 
I decide to like Google his name and try find out other places I can contact him. He had like an Etsy account selling like, well, there was nothing for sale, but he had an account. So I messaged him on that. Um, eventually he replies, sorry, not for sale anymore. You know, that was it. And I send him a message back, please. I want to buy this. Like, just please. And nah, he wouldn't sell it. So I don't know what's happened, whether or not he found out that this skull fragment's probably worth a hell of a lot more than $1,300, considering that tiny little necrolima jaw fragment uh, that is probably 50 times smaller is about seven or $800, <laughs> right? So that was probably the case, or somebody just offered him a stupid amount for it. Anyway, I was devastated, like actually devastated I lost out on this thing and I was just pissed off at myself for letting this thing go over the amount of a few hundred dollars because if I just said buy now bang he wouldn't have had time to think he wouldn't have had time to uh, research the value of something like this and he probably would have just sent it and I would have it but you know good thing like things happen for a reason and a good thing happened out of this I think so, at this point in time, I thought that I was going to get this skull. I thought, oh, I'm going to buy it. This guy's eventually going to sell it to me. So, I was very excited about trying to figure out what ape this skull fragment came from. And I had it set in my mind that this is what I was going to do. So, now that it wasn't an option for me, I was hell-bent to find another specimen of an undiscovered ape for me to try and... Uh, figure out what species it came from and I was researching for a hell of a long time every night I'm just there looking is anybody selling any fossil primates anything I don't care what it is as long as it's not a necrolima jaw fragment <laughs> and I eventually came across somebody in Indonesia selling fossils and I'm going through like this is on Facebook by the way and I'm like I'm googling um, I'm looking up search words and stuff like that to try find if anybody is selling fossils of primates. So I find this guy's profile and I'm scrolling through his uh, posts and it's all like, you know, fossilized rhinoceros horn, um, you know, fossilized lobsters. And then I see a primate skull, a full intact skull just sitting there. And... This is an old post, by the way. This is like from last year. So I'm like, damn, it's probably, he probably doesn't have it anymore. So I messaged him and yep, what do you know? He's still got it. Uh, I asked him the price and for what it is, pretty, pretty reasonably priced. Okay. Um, I asked him, you know, where was it found? He gave me a general idea. Like, well, he found, he gave me the proven, provenance of where it was found. And that was in Java. And... I know that there were a few species of hominid living on Java that are now extinct. So this is a good sign. Um, he says he accepts PayPal. Now, there are a lot of concerns when buying stuff like this. One, it could just be a complete fake, just like a really good replica. Second, I could pay for this thing and he just not send it. And then I've just lost a whole bunch of money. So 
I, paying with PayPal is good because if they don't send it, you can make a claim and PayPal will give you your money back. So I said, yep, that's fine. I'll pay that. Um, I want to pay with PayPal. And he's like, oh, I can't do PayPal. Um, it'll take like five weeks. And, you know, he's giving me all these excuses as to why he doesn't want to use PayPal. And that's a red flag to me. So I'm like, okay, um, well, how else should I pay you? He says, Western Union or bank transfer? Now, Western Union, when, when somebody says to pay with Western Union, it's probably dodgy, right? Um, and bank transfer is like, you know, you transfer the money into his account, it's in there, bang. He, you, you can never, might never hear from him again. Um, so I sort of don't reply for a little while. And while for those few days, I haven't made up my mind whether or not I should, uh, you know, take the gamble. And I'm looking on his Facebook on all the fossil photos that he's posted and there are some obvious fakes. Like he's got a lot of megalodon teeth and 90% of them look real. They look genuine. And there are a lot of megalodons that have recently been uncovered in Java. But then there are some that are like 30 centimeters long, like over a foot long. Now I know the largest ever megalodon tooth ever found was like seven and a half inches long. These things that he's posting are like 12 inches, 13 inches, and they are obviously fake. They just look like they're made of wood. So I'm like, oh, that's another red flag. And I see a lot of people commenting on some of these fossil pictures saying, oh, how much, how much? So I decide to message a few of these people and ask, have you ever bought something from this guy and has it arrived and has it been legit? I got, I sent probably five or six messages out Every single one of them replied, no, we haven't actually bought anything from him. Um, you know, I didn't get round to it or blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, great. There's nobody to confirm whether or not this item's actually going to arrive. But I mean, looking at the fossils, the Megalodon one was really the only fake one I could see. All the rest looked very legit. Um, so I decided to take the gamble. I transferred him the money. And he's like, yep, yep, I'll send it. A couple of days later, he sends a photo of the, uh, like, tracking number, I guess. And that that doesn't mean it's been sent by any means. That Anybody can just print a label out and then just not send the item. So days are going past and I'm tracking this item and nothing's happened. So I email UPS. I'm like, hey, have, have you actually received an item from this guy and they replied no we actually haven't received anything so I messaged him I'm like what's going on like UPS is saying they haven't received it and he's like oh the company shipping company that I sent the skull to so he got some like he shipped the skull to a shipping company to ship to me so and that does that wasn't really adding up to me I'm like all right I've been ripped off and then, yeah, so uh, like a week goes past and I'm back and forth with this guy. And then finally, the status of my order changes to it's been shipped and you're going to expect it on this date. I'm like, really? That's surprising. But hey, I could receive an empty box. I'm still not out of the woods yet. Another week passes. It says estimated delivery day today. 
So I'm waiting there, doesn't come. Doesn't come the next day. Finally, it comes. And I open the box. And like, the box is heavy, right? It weighs what it should weigh. So I'm super excited. I open the box and I see the top of the skull. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It arrived. But then I look at the face of the skull and it is shattered into a million pieces. The whole face is just obliterated. I am absolutely devastated. Like, you, you could you imagine? I've been through all of this, right? I'm looking at the skull and it's it's real, by the way. It's a real skull. So, I was so worried about even getting this thing, it, whether or not he would send it or not, that I didn't even realize that I might get this thing and it's smashed into pieces. That just was, that wasn't one something I was considering. So anyway, I look on the bright side and I'm like, well, all the pieces are here because they're in the box. And he packaged it really well. It wasn't his fault. It was packaged in a wooden box with lots of foam. It, I, I, I'm pretty certain Customs opened the box, had a look at it and dropped the skull. Like that, that is like I'm almost certain that's what happened but I could contact UPS and be like hey my skull was broken when it got here that will go oh customs did it I'll go to customs customs will go oh UPS did it so I'm like I'm not even gonna bother I'm gonna try put this skull back together if I was to find lots of fossils out in nature then I would probably have to put them back together so I thought it'd be a good little learning thing for me a good experience so I decided to put this thing back together and I'm currently putting it back together as we speak and I'm pretty close to being finished and it's looking good. Uh, it was a bloody hassle though. I mean, it was like, imagine getting a, like hundreds of small pieces of rock and rebuilding something out of it that it once was. It's pretty, pretty bloody hard. But anyway, now that the skull is almost back together, what is it? And from the get-go, buying this skull, I I was like, yeah, it's the extinct species of orangutan that used to live on um, Java. The Javan orangutan. It went extinct uh, during the late Pleistocene, so, you know, about 10,000 years ago. But orangutans used to live all throughout Southeast Asia. Now they're only found on Sumatra and Borneo, but they were found on mainland Malaysia, um, Vietnam, Thailand, South China, uh, Java. So there are lots of extinct orangutan fossils out there. So I was convinced that's what this was. But after putting it together, I mean, even before putting it together, I was looking at it and I was like, this thing is bloody enormous. This is too big to be an orangutan skull. And orangutans the males once they reach sexual maturity they start developing a sagittal crest which is like a bone a ridge of bone that runs down the center of their head and that's to house the uh temporalis muscles uh they have gigantic muscles throughout their jaw and they need extra housing for that so they have a ridge of bone that raises the top of the skull to house those extra muscles the temporalis muscles and that's for chewing because they chew a lot now females don't have 
uh, sagittal crests. And neither does this skull. But this skull is way too big to be a female orangutan. It's even too big to be a male orangutan. This thing's like bigger than a gorilla skull. The Eastern Lowland Gorilla, which is the uh, biggest of the gorilla species, it's even too big to be one of them. So I'm like, what the hell is this skull? And 10% of me is thinking, oh, what if it is just like a really, really good fake? So I'm examining this thing and no, this thing is the real deal. It's genuine. It's a real skull. But what the hell is it? So looking into what hominin, hominids existed on Java, now this thing might be older than 10,000 years, that's the thing. And if it is what I suspect it is, then it definitely is older than 10,000 years. Um, the only other animal that could have, well, primate, that can have a skull like that and that size is one of two things. The Gigantopithecus, which is the Chinese giant. It was found in, there was specimens found in China and uh, throughout other parts of Asia. I think in North India they found some. But Gigantopithecus, although they only had lots of molars and one jaw fragment, it's highly suspected that it had a big sagittal crest. This one doesn't. So that leaves one other option. Meganthropus paleojarvanicus. Now, there is not a lot known about this animal. Like, it was first discovered, like, a while ago, in 1941, in Java. And they found, like, a small fragment of jawbone, uh, mandible, which is the lower jaw. And the jaw was roughly the size of a gorilla's, but had, like, a different shape. Um, and for looking at that shape and the molars and everything, they estimated that this primate was larger than a gorilla. Now, a lot of people said it might have been like a one individual that had gigantism, which is a uh, tumor on the pituitary gland that, you know, humans get and also animals, and they just keep on secreting growth hormones so they never stop dying. Uh, and they start looking, you know, agromegalic, it's called agromegalic gigantism which is like Andre the Giant if you look at his face he's got like disproportionately large brow bones and uh, big jaws like that that's a common thing with this kind of gigantism but after studying this the molar and jawbone even more they found that wasn't the case this was an animal that when living would have stood about eight feet tall and weighed you know, four, five, six hundred pounds, which is, you know, 180 to 270 kilograms, roughly. Um, now, what, what they did was they put, like, originally it was put as an, in its own genus, Meganthropus, but they kind of associated this species uh, with tool use similar to Homo erectus. They found tools close by that they thought might have belonged to Meganthropus. So instead of keeping Meganthropus in its own genus as its own separate animal, they lumped it in with Homo erectus. Now Homo erectus is basically 
very, very human-like. Now, I'm saying human-like when Homo erectus was a human. Anything really in the genus Homo is classified as a human. Homo sapiens, that's us, is just another species of human, just like you get another species of snake, etc., etc. So, Homo erectus was a species of human that was found on Java, um, Java Man, as it's called. So, that's, they lumped this gigantic animal primate in with Homo erectus. Now, Homo erectus was robust, um, had, you know, thick set bones, thick skull, thick jaw, but it wasn't any taller than your average Homo sapiens, your average human, current modern human. And it certainly wasn't eight feet bloody tall, that's for sure. And for a long time, it was kept within this genus, Homo erectus, and maybe a subspecies, I think, Homo erectus meganthropus or Javanicus. Um, but other people, scientists, have sort of revisited meganthropus and gone, this can't be right. Like, they did uh, x-rays of the molars to see what it closely um, matched. It actually looked quite similar to another species of extinct ape called uh, Lufangpithecus, uh, which was a pongid, so it was in the same subfamily as orangutans and um, Gigantopithecus, they, they think was a pongid. Um, but this was found on China. So the structure of the molars uh, were very similar to Lufangpithecus rather or more so than Homo erectus. So they classified, reclassified Meganthropus back into the genus Meganthropus because they now no longer think it is a hominin, which is the human lineage of, uh, of like Paleolithic apes. So um, it diverged away from the human lineage a long ago so it's not actually a close common ancestor to humans it branched off with the orangutans and things like that um, the orangutan uh, lineage kind of branched off um, I think about 16 million years ago uh, from the human lineage so now it's looking more like this thing is an ape rather than a human which is still an ape but you get my get what I'm trying to say so and, and I'm looking at this skull, and they've never found a full skull of Meganthropus. Only jaw fragments and molars and a tiny, few tiny pieces of skull. Never a full skull. Oh, excuse me, this energy drink is making me burp. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying what I have is Meganthropus, but it's the only other thing that it could be well that's known unless it's a completely new massive primate this thing can only be meganthropus and if it is i have the most intact skull of meganthropus that has ever been found and i'm looking at uh reconstructed uh skulls that they've drawn that might be what a meganthropus skull looks like and it looks kind of similar i'll give it that except the maxilla which is the top jaw bones 
don't protrude as much as the skull that I have. The skull I have, it's it's top jaw kind of sticks out like you know muzzle kind muzzle like like a snout, um, but not nothing too extreme. And that's the thing; these are only estimations on what models they've come up with that it could look like, and it all depends as well as what genus it's considered in. If it's considered to look more ape-like than human-like, then it will have a more protruding uh, maxilla. So, honestly, I am super excited and nervous because this is a big deal if this skull works out to be Meganthropus. Because now we know what this extinct primate looks like. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. So, my next step is to... I mean, I'm not a paleoanthropologist, okay? I can... Like, I'm good with animals, I'm good with primates, but this is kind of a new conquest for me, paleoanthropology. I love paleoanthropology, but this isn't like this isn't my field i wanted to be in some sense uh that's why i'm getting in i'm like focusing on primatology now but i've been mainly focusing on living primates i've been delving into extinct primates but i need to find an expert that can look at this and tell me what they think so if you know any paleoanthropologists that specialize in hominids let me know I would love for them to look at this skull um, because it I just don't know what else it could be it's not an orangutan that's for sure and the thing is when they recreate the skulls of uh, Meganthropus sometimes they recreate them with a sagittal crest and they say it might have like a double ridge sagittal crest but the top of my skull it's kind of missing a bit like a bit's grazed off I don't think it has a sagittal crest. I don't think it did have a sagittal crest. But again, these are skulls drawn up from estimates. So, who knows? But I'm excited about it. Um, if this is a meganthropus, then I can do some work on it, describing it. And, yeah, how cool is that? I found the most intact meganthropus skull now I didn't find it that's the thing but that doesn't matter in science it's not about who finds the animal it's about who describes it and puts the work in to uh, you know publish the papers on it and things like that people that actually put the work in um, most scientists out there didn't find the animal that they described so if they oh blah blah discovered a new species of wasp nine times out of ten they didn't find the wasp they found the wasp in a museum and said oh this one hasn't been discovered sat down classified it and did the work okay that that's how science worked i mean i would have loved to have found it and done everything from scratch but yeah unfortunately that that isn't really most of the times it doesn't work out that way um so yeah like I'm jumping ahead of myself here right uh, this thing might not be Meganthropus I don't know what it could be uh, but that's the only thing 
I can narrow it down to. It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, so yeah, like this is gonna be a long journey. It's gonna be really cool for me because this is, I love doing this stuff. I love solving animal mysteries. It's, that's my thing, I, I love it. So this is a mysterious, gigantic primate skull and I wanna solve the mystery of what the hell this thing is. And it's not an alien, although it might be. No, it's not an alien, no. Nah. No, I've seen alien skulls and they don't look like that. They're made of different, different material. Anyway, that's for another episode. <laughs> and uh, Christmas is fastly approaching, everyone. So get your Christmas shopping done. I squeezed all mine in yesterday. And if you haven't already, although in saying that, I was going to say buy one of my pouches, perfect Christmas gift, but I probably won't come in time for Christmas. But hey, you can show them a picture of it of the pouch and say, hey, here it is, it's coming. And you'll get a signed photo as well with, with that pouch. And if you buy it from my website, biothorn.com.au, there's a discount on it. It's normally like 89 bucks. It's, I think it's down to like 69. So look, you get 20 bucks off, there you go. So if you want a pouch, might not come in time for Christmas, but hey, it's just, it's an arbitrary day. Doesn't matter when you get it. Just as long as you know you got it. So, yeah, head on over to my website and uh, get yourself a pouch. They're bloody cool. All right. I will see you next week on another episode of Thorn's Jungle. And hopefully I'll have some more updates for you about that skull. See you next time. Have a great week. <laughs>